The FT. Milan has been undergoing something of a transformation recently, as new residential developments are helping the city to forge a new identity. I'm Serena Tarling. Joining me down the line is the FT's Milan correspondent Rachel Sanderson, who has observed these changes firsthand, and also Lavinia Albertini, a banking executive who traded in living in the city's more historic centre and moved to one of the new developments. Rachel, can you talk about some of the changes you've seen after many years of living in the city? Milan has always had a, a reputation, generally amongst foreigners, for being the grey industrial city of Italy, the sort of ugly sister compared with the art-filled cities that we know so well from tourist guides and from from programs and shows such as Venice or Rome or or Florence. But over particularly the last two or three years, there has started to be quite a lot of development beginning ahead of the Expo World Fair, which opened this May, and as a consequence. You've seen a city, and I've seen this firsthand, having first been here in 2001-2002, a huge change in the city in that you have some, as you said, very striking new developments that have gone up to the north and east of the city, skyscrapers designed by star architects like Zaha Hadid and Daniel Lieberskind. And that has brought a new air into the city and has also led to, in, in some ways, a transformation and a gentrification of some of the older areas of the city at the same time. And Lavinia, within this context, Context, you made the choice to move from the older part of the city to a Zaha Hadid designed building in the city life development. Can you tell us a bit about why you chose to move there and what was so appealing about it? Yes, being very honest, it was more my husband rather than me since I'm more linked to the past, or I used to be more linked to the past. While my husband being born in Como, which is the heart of the rationalism in architecture and being a fan of the contemporary art, said, well, you know, this is a great place to be in the next few years. And he was honestly right. And so now I enjoy very much it because it happened to what he had expected in a sense. We moved from the typical city centre of Milan next to the Marchese Pasticceria with that Prada boat, so it's really the part of the establishment to this new place that is totally in the green and you can see the Monte Rosa mountains from our big windows and it's something totally different compared to the past. I was born in Bologna in an old plateau, as uh, Rachel was mentioning, and still now, where my father lives, I keep on fighting the decadence of the building with cracks on the floor, in the marble floor, because of the bus stop just in front of it, or looking for a good restorator that could uh, restore the, the frescoes within in the flat uh, and avoiding having them look like a chocolate box, basically. And now, when I moved to City Life, I think the best was that you just feel free and you feel somehow released of not having to take care of all these things and you have the sense of things moving forward that you have in great cities like New York or Shanghai and now you have that also in Milan. And was it advantageous for you on other levels to move there in terms of your business and what you do? I think so. I think so, definitely. Because at the beginning, everyone was wondering how come we did move there. And they were wondering if really we were moving to Mars because it was something that was totally unexpected and especially in the mentality of, of the people. And now we are proving it's right. It's a signal of trust that we are giving to the country and to the city of Milan specifically. So is this part of a broader transformation in a way, would you say, Rachel, in terms of Milan's profile more broadly across Italy on the world stage even. 
Yes, I think so. I think we've seen, I mean, inevitably with the World's Fair opening in May, an expectation amongst organisers that 20 million visitors would come to Milan. It has a new profile on the world stage. Of course, that the World's Fair lasts for six months. We'll see what happens sort of after that. It's also being pushed because the city almost as part of this regeneration has been something quite interesting to watch has been focusing very much on promoting its food industry and the Italian food industry out of Milan because the, the title of the World's Fair is to do with feeding the planet it's also to do with nutrition but it's also to do with foodiness generally. As Lavinius mentioned you know Prada and the, and the Marchese coffee shops that is something that has become in the way tourists travel nowadays with experiential luxury as it's called, being incredibly alluring to people. The city is sort of reaching for a new profile, also among tourists, attaching itself to food industry and a renovated and revivified food industry in Italy. So that's another interesting context, which is, to my mind, having been reporting on Italy on and off for over a decade, but this is very much a, a more focused push into creating a sort of premium food industry for export internationally. Where is that push coming from? How much do you think it's to do with the reformist government of Matteo Renzi? It's been entrepreneur-led, first and foremost. Very smart entrepreneurs. Um, Bertelli at Prada saw this as an opportunity. Um, you've got Oscar Farinetti, who you know opened the Italy business, which I think is something like, you know, it's a huge food emporium. There's one on Fifth Avenue, um, and it's something extraordinary, like one of the top five attractions in New York. This has been led by entrepreneurs who've seen an opportunity. This is something in in the age we're living in now of consumption that is attractive to people. What the Prime Minister of Italy, Matteo Renzi, is extremely good at is, as it were, taking ideas that are current in Italy, but also then promoting them and talking about them for his own benefit politically. And he's very good at sort of putting sound bites behind that and pushing it. Both Bertelli and Farinetti, by chance, are two entrepreneurs who've been very supportive of Renzi. And Renzi has, because of the expo, seen this as a way of using Milan to promote a new can-do face of Italy, which very much fits into the image that he wants to present for himself. So, Rachel, would you say this is a smart place for a foreign investor to put their money? I think what we've seen is an interesting example recently that Qataris bought the whole of Porta Nuova, which is a huge new development. It's about 25 mixed development commercial residential buildings, of which the centrepiece is this extraordinary skyscraper, which has absolutely changed Milan's skyline. The value of the land is about two billion estimates that the property deal is, is one of the biggest ever in Italy. So we're seeing foreigners moving in. Real estate prices here are, are, are much lower than they are in London. The country was in a deep recession for three years. It's had a 20-year economic stagnation. But you are seeing signs of people starting to see the opportunities in the market, the fact that you have new builds, such as the ones we've discussed. And then you've also got these sort of you know, elegant, 1800s palazzi in central Milan with you know wide terraces full of plants which in an age of global travel in an age when people commute in and out of London very frequently I'm seeing people coming back often financiers who maybe have Italian have been working in London for years or New York in years or in, in Asia for years and they've started to come back to Milan or they'll be commuting to London you know, during the week, coming back here at the weekends or, or vice versa. So we'll see whether there's a trend of, of, of change going on there. Thanks to Rachel Sanderson and Lavinia Albertini in Milan. If you'd like to read Rachel's article in the FT Weekend's House and Home section, go to ft.com forward slash Milan. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward 
forward slash podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.